0: Welcome back into another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckel We are on to episode 49. I am your host, Carter E. Joining me, as always, is my producer, Jeff Mulvihill of instaimage.com. We've got a lot of playoff breakdown for you guys this week. I know that's kind of been the theme of the last couple weeks as fall sports regular season kind of hits the, uh, the bigger games of the regular season, if you will, not to... Take away from any of those games in you know early September, but they start counting a little more um, this time of the season. Of course, we will talk about some football here as Carson heads into the playoffs against Bishop Minogue. But of course, like I said, we've got some other postseason outlook to take a view at here coming up through, I guess this is the last week of the regular season, give or take for pretty much everybody at this point so we also got regional cross country friday which we will preview but first before i go any further would like to thank today's title sponsor that is double j auto in gardnerville you can find them online at www.doublejautoinv.com jeff we have two final football games of the regular season and Douglas fell to Spanish Springs 28-17. Carson lost to Fernley. I've seen two final scores, but I'm pretty sure it was 47-14. Um, the one I saw Friday was 41-14. Douglass' season comes to a close. They knew that before that Spanish Springs game. Carson will open the postseason this coming Friday against Bishop Minogue as the one seed. Uh, not a whole lot to preview there. Obviously, you can find the... Uh, actual preview in the newspaper this wednesday in the nevada appeal you can also check that out online at www.nevadaappeal.com uh, honestly i think all i'm going to touch on on football today because i know we do it a lot is just the feature story i had that came out in this past saturday's nevada appeal about kicking coach jim Diarietta. Uh, it's his 40th season with the senator football team he's have been i guess even a bigger staple than some of the head coaches have been around the the program and um in his 40th year you know he told me multiple times repeatedly he did not want that story to be about him and uh i kind of chuckled every time he said it because obviously the story was going to be about him i mean it's been 40 years and uh as as uh, our editor here or adam trumbull said you know what We'll wait another we can wait another 40 years to write about him so <laughs> it's a, it's a good story though I highly recommend checking it out and I think that uh really just if I can summise it in in a few words here uh, Diarietta has been one of the favorite coaches of not only the athletes he's coaching but also I think just of the the community and, and the coaches themselves that have been there um, and I think if you read that story you will get a, a very quick feel for that and what he's meant to a lot of the players he's had, um, you know, back through the eighties, the nineties, early two thousands and up, up to today. So, uh, check that out online. That is uh www.nevadaappeal.com or you can find that in this past Saturday's edition of the Nevada appeal. Anyways, on to the rest of the fall sports playoff layout. We are one week closer to figuring out kind of where things sit. We are going to start with the boys' soccer ranks where Douglas Boys Soccer has clinched a playoff spot. The uh, West League in Northern 3A has just beaten up on the East League this year. Um, There's one tie between Minogue and Spring Creek. Otherwise, the West League has won every single meeting with the East League this year. So of the... Six playoff spots that are available in the 3A North this year. Five of them have been clinched by the West League. Right now, Douglas is sitting in that fifth postseason spot. Uh, wait to see how things shake out there. But the Tigers will be headed back to the postseason for the second year in a row. They are sitting at uh, it says one five and one in league play. That is just against the West. They are of course six and zero against the East. There. Douglas still has a game left against McQueen and Truckee, I believe, based off what I'm looking at here. So they will wrap up the season this week and then enter uh 3A play, 3A tournament play, excuse me, next week. All those games will be at Truckee High School for that regional tournament there in 3A. On to the 5A ranks, where we talked about this a little bit and has been talked about in the Nevada Appeal, especially in some of my roundups and recaps. Carson High Boys Soccer. They got, what, one game left now, and it's a must-win for the Senators. They will take on Galena coming up this week, and they're going to need some help as well. They are currently in the seventh seed. They are two points behind Wooster and Reed, who are currently five and six. Uh, So Carson, as I said just a second ago, is going to need some help. Spanish Springs does take on Reed, so there's... A chance. excuse me, Spanish Springs takes on Reed and Wooster, so there's a chance that Spanish Springs could help play spoiler for the Senators. In other words, if you're a Senator boy soccer fan, you are heavily rooting for the Cougars this week. Which is never the case. <laughs> never the case. Not a lot of uh, intra-league uh, <laughs> rep going on here. It's not like college football where it's like, yeah, I'm rooting for the Big Ten, which I still think is kind of a ridiculous notion. But, yeah, Spanish Springs has games left against Reed and Wooster so bear with me here if Spanish Springs were to win both of those games and Carson beats Galena that is going to leave Wooster left with a game against Damani Ranch who's currently in last place as well as a game against Sparks so the thing that is definitely working against Carson Boys Soccer is that Wooster's got three games left and Carson has one and when you're down points trying to make up ground you definitely want to be the team with with more more games available because that's how you get more points. It's it's pretty easy math. And, Jeff, you know, I we we both have talked about it already. Hug Sparks one two without without question by far. I mean, Hug's got 38 points. Sparks has 37. And then North is in third with 24. So there's really quite a big gap there. I don't envision Wooster knocking off Sparks, which leaves that Demonte Ranch game. And, of course, Demonte Ranch is sitting in last place right now in the north. Um, so if Wooster comes away really with – one point i think that's going to do it because wooster and carson have tied in both games so i think tiebreaker wise you would probably lean i guess there's going to be another scenario they're they're on the outside looking in right now you you need a phd to figure this out (laughs) because mathematically (laughs) just you look at it and go i don't know i love doing this kind of stuff but i need i need i should have written it down because it's much easier to break down that way um, so Carson Boys Soccer, some big games this week. Of course, they've got that Galena game, as I said. Um, I believe that is a Wednesday kickoff. So at Galena, so, at Galena. So definitely something to watch for Carson High Boys Soccer fans there. Moving on to the girls soccer ranks, where of course Carson Girls Soccer has already clinched a spot in the postseason. That was a season long goal for the Senators. They have already locked that up. They are eight six and one in league play. Of course. Nothing easy about this standings either. McQueen, Carson, and Galena all tied in third place with 25 points. Reed's in second place with 28, and Reno is in first with 29. Now, Carson has one game left, so there's no way they're getting the one seed. Pretty unlikely they're getting the two seed, given that um, Reed plays Douglas and Spanish Springs, and Spanish Springs is in last place right now. So assuming Reed ties one of those two games, they will move out of the range of Carson, given that Carson only has one game left. So, of course, that kind of leaves the Senators looking for a home playoff game in the three and the four. They, Like I said, tied with McQueen and Galena. Galena, of course, plays Damani Ranch, who is second to last in their final game. And then McQueen is going to take on Reno and Spanish Springs. So... Carson is going to need to beat Bishop Minogue, who is in seventh right now, also vying for a playoff spot. And then things are going to get really tricky if that happens. If if they all end up with 28 points, I haven't, I haven't looked far enough ahead to see how that is all going to shake out. But it is, in theory, possible that all three of them tie with 28 points and make that home playoff game completely up for a tiebreak scenario there. Of course, if we're looking at just uh matches for and against, they've split this year. Carson and Galena are one one. McQueen and Carson are one one. And uh Carson unfortunately has been well, Galena has them three to two in a goal edge. Galena won that first game three nothing, Carson won the second game two zero. And then Carson beat McQueen one nothing, but McQueen countered by beating Carson two one. So I guess they're even in goals for and against there, but uh could get could get weird. Could get very weird. And we won't know until Saturday. And we afternoon. Won't, won't know until Saturday when there are some Carson and Douglas will not be playing for the record. But there are right. three other games that basically determine how how the postseason will shake out. If it hasn't already, kind of been started to to shake out a little bit uh, here throughout the week. So as I said, Carson final game against Bishop Minogue. That is tomorrow, being Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, that Sooner is night. that is going to be um at carson high correct sorry i had my had my schedules backwards there um and then douglas still has a game against bishop minogue and against reed now douglas is currently the six seed they have a four point advantage on bishop minogue they have played the same amount of games to this point as well they've both played 14 games so they both have two left minogue of course has carson and douglas so dare i say that uh Douglas fans are rooting for Carson tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Cuz <laughs> cuz uh, if Carson beats Minogue, that that makes it a little tight. I think that that that'll do it cuz that'll leave Douglas up four points on yeah. on Minogue that'll and keep so Douglas in the 6th seed. Mm-hmm. And uh of course Douglas plays Reed tomorrow night being Tuesday as well. So, yeah, Douglas obviously can take care of their own. Um, if they can knock off Reed, Reed beat them 2-1 in their first meeting. However, as I said, if Carson beats Bishop Minogue on senior night here, which I imagine Carson will want to do for their own seeding purposes, it will clinch Douglas into the postseason. So uh I'm trying to think of the last time I openly considered that a one of these two teams would be rooting for the other one. And I'm not sure... I mean, I'm sure it's happened previously, but I'm not sure that it's uh, something I remember talking about or thinking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they wish them ill, but <laughs> I don't think they are rooting for them. Those, so in other words, our uh, 5A Northern girls soccer landscape will have uh, a good chunk of it shaken out by Tuesday, uh, probably by the time you guys are listening to this, given those are going to be Tuesday evening games there. Uh, over to the volleyball ranks before we hit some cross country cuz cross country has its regional meet this Friday volleyball is mostly worked out the top 3 seeds are of course Minogue Reno and Spanish Springs at 13 and 2 12 and 2 12 and 2 that not worked out i'm not even going to touch that though cuz we two of those teams will get a bye the other one will get a home game Carson right now has the odds on favorite to take the four seed. They are seven and seven in the north. And then, of course, Douglas and Galena are the five and six seeds as of right now, uh, taping Monday morning here at five and nine. And then Damani Ranch is on the outside looking in at five and ten at the seven seed. So, Jeff, guess what? This could get weird too. (laughs) Very. Carson still plays Douglas. And, of course, Douglas takes on Galena as well. So that Douglas-Galena game is going to be tomorrow night, as in Tuesday, could very well just determine who's going to get the five seed um, out of that, which the the way things are shaping up right now basically means the winner of Douglas-Galena Tuesday night will likely be playing at Carson to open the playoffs because the five seed will play at the four And then your six seed is obviously going to have to play at either Reno or Spanish Springs, the way things are going. So um, this is not a knock on Carson at all, but when you just look at those records, you definitely want the five seed to take on Carson at seven and seven, as opposed to any of those top three. However, as we've seen, Uh, Not only have those top three kind of beaten up on each other this year They've also had some upsets from the outside. Carson has of course beaten Spanish Springs Not only did they beat Spanish Springs. They beat him in straight sets too, which could make things um, interesting there Douglas has taken advantage of the uh, teams on the bottom all five of their league wins are against teams um, Below them right now, of course in their first meeting Galena edged out Douglas three two in five sets Douglas dropped um, those middle sets there before uh, ending up losing the fifth set 15 to 12. Eddie Dore had 11 kills in that game. Susie Berger had 10. Of course Sophia Colby up front had 24 assists as well as a couple of blocks also. So a big one tomorrow night between or excuse me between Douglas and Galena volleyball. Could decide who will be the five seed. Obviously, there are still some tiebreakers in play, and with both teams having two games left, it could end up. They both are, you know, they both end up at six and ten, where then we will need a, a tiebreaker to sort that out. Damani Ranch still plays Galena, so Galena kind of controls its own destiny in some ways. Of, they, in other words, they've they've got to win in order to make the playoffs. And so keep in mind that's worth watching, even if you're even if you're only a uh, a Nevada Peel Record Courier um, area coverage person in, in Carson and Douglas. There are some are some Reno games worth, uh, as as I titled the last episode of the podcast, maybe it was more fitting for this episode, uh, are some teams worth scoreboard watching, uh, which is a baseball term, but can obviously fit for uh, these other leagues going on other sports here. Jeff, is there any, any one of these four or five postseason outlooks that you're Uh, Most intrigued by because obviously all of them can get interesting real fast. The possibility that Carson Douglas could be at Carson both volleyball and soccer. That's possible. It is Uh, Monday. And unfortunately, (laughs) I realize they're high school kids and maybe they don't trick or treat. But on Halloween, we could have Carson Douglas soccer and volleyball at Carson. I expect to see all those stands full of kids in costume. I don't know I, if they, will they I, lit, do they let yeah they let kids come in costume to 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 school events afterwards. I think I don't it's, think they allow masks, but that's yeah. But that's I mean, well maybe they should give them the way the last yeah, couple years have gone. Yeah, but you but, <laughs> could, but and then the NIA has their taken in the in the uh, attend, or the uh, gate so. Might be a slow night. Yeah, keep it keep keep an eye on the Vattapeal.com, I imagine I'm gonna have quite a few updates online there for how these are shaking out, especially as we get some of these other um, games sorted out. And you know, as I said, by Tuesday night, gonna have a much clearer look at the the pass for everybody for a playoff spot. And speaking of the postseason, of course. Cross Country is headed to its regional meet this Friday at Reed. We will start in the Class 5A on the boys' side. I am just running through uh, Athletic.net's top times so far this season um, for the Northern Nevada 5A Jackson Doug- Jackson Davis of Douglas. Excuse me, I almost said Jackson Douglas of Davis Jackson Davis out of Douglas currently has the second best time in 5a North just 2.4 seconds off of the leader from Reno of course Reno also has the third best time as well so Jackson Davis potentially on uh gearing up for a run at a uh regional title here this Friday um, that that kid's impressive. Mm-hmm, that regional those regional meets will be. They start Friday morning, but I know they run into the afternoon. There, uh, Luke Davis is sophomore. Currently has the sixth best time in the north as well on the boys side. Um, Carson Sawyer Macy is twelfth with sixteen fifty seven. Right now, that top time from Reno's Kale uh, Mattioli is sixteen oh three. So that's that is the quote unquote time to beat obviously they're all running against each other friday so um, you can toss all those times out the window once friday rolls around here but just looking at their best results of the season and obviously these results come at different meets depending on you know weather temperature etc course even um so keep that in mind that all these times while they are competing against each other at a lot of places these times are uh, tallied at different spots sophomore alex miner currently has the 17th best time in the north out of Carson of 1723. And finally, uh, I won't run through everybody here, but rounding out kind of the top top 20, Sean Thornton, a freshman for the Senators, is currently at 22 with a PR of 1736 this season. The girls' side could be interesting. The top, um, of course, you're going to see your, your same matchup between um, Amaya R. Aramini and Eleanor Raker, uh, Bishop Minogue and Galina, respectively. They were the one-two to finish last year's cross country. Aramini is a junior; Raker is a sophomore. You're going to keep seeing them at the top. They are two incredible athletes, and I've seen them run not only at the cross country level, but at state, state, regional, and state track as well. And they are, they are quick and talented. Kind of goes without saying. I honestly, a loss for words, just because they. Just have been very impressive, and they're usually kind of head and shoulders in front of everybody. Um, they are at eighteen, sixteen, and eighteen thirty-seven. However, Carson's got a, a <laughs> this is I never want to say this word but a gaggle of freshmen this year that that have done quite some amazing things. Hannah Budd currently has the sixth best time as a freshman, nineteen twenty-six for the senators there that's pr then of course we have vea minor as a freshman 1941 that is the eighth best time this year madison hager has the 12th best time as a freshman for the senators as well in 2021 brianna rodriguez nunez 2003 is 11th and then of course you also have Ginny punk zach and uh yeah, those, excuse me, those, those three. And then you also have uh, Ella Dooley, who is a junior, who is the 24th best time for Carson so far. So um, a lot to look forward to there for the uh, Senator cross country team at regionals I uh, expect to see not only individuals finish well, but that could be a pretty high team finish also based off of where they are currently ranked, you know, assuming everybody's running PRs and doesn't encounter any other issues there uh, for the Douglas girls. Ayla Nelson currently has the best time for the Tigers, which would be 25th at the moment in 2132. Then you have freshman Lucy Nord and uh, junior Niza Barson at 32nd and 36th, respectively, there. Otherwise, otherwise moving to 3A North on the girls' side, there is Dayton's Allison Hoffman is 29th best time so far in 2335. Um, for the 3A North girls. On the boys' side, if I can type correctly, uh, Tanner Logan, freshman for Dayton, is 50th on the 3A North top times so far. Lastly, in 2A, we have Sierra Lutheran, where they have an, a young team that all a lot of them ran at regional cross-country last year. Um, we got Max Wolfel, who is 14th, Josh Fox, who is 20th, and Chandler Ricks, who is 24th. They're all sophomores. They all ran at uh, regional cross-country last year in the 2A side. They add freshman Anton Granada, who, is tw- who has the 21st best time, less than a second off of Joshua Fox at 20th. So the Falcon... Boys could have a nice run at the team standings as well. And then, of course, on the girls' side, Sage Gregory, a senior, has the seventh best time in the 2A North so far with a 22.59 for the Falcons there. Um, Add in Vanessa James at 20th and Kaylee Fitzpatrick at 22nd. They are junior and senior respectively. And then, of course, Christine Kennedy has the 26th top time so far for the Falcons this season there so something another thing to keep an eye out watch that watch out for that online um friday for nevada peel and record com. there and otherwise jeff is anything else we should touch on at this point no it's just going to be a super wild week i mean uh, and and these games they all matter every single one of them uh there's some playoff implication i believe for almost every single game that's being played this week and somewhat fairly large implications so it's gonna be gonna be a fun week yeah keep a lookout as i've already said a few times uh to our websites there and we will continue to have you updated on NevadaPeel.com and record otherwise that's gonna do it for episode 49 of behind the bench for jeff mulvihill i'm carter eckle and we will catch you guys next week take it easy